kugelsicher, übermenschlich. Ich bin Black Superman. And welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross. Uh, who? Oh, no, I'm not doing the same joke again. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> obviously, inside baseball there, we had a few technical yeah. problems, started to recording, and um, yeah. Anyway, I'm Phil. This is the podcast. Welcome back, Ross. You've been away a while. How's things? Yes, yes it's been quite a while, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, literally over a month. <laughs> yeah, it's been ridiculous. Uh, but uh, yeah, good. I've... Uh, just for anyone who doesn't know, I don't know why anyone would know, but I have literally, in the last five weeks, been to New York, Melbourne, Auckland, Melbourne again, LA, then Belgium, and, oh, sorry, Brussels even, and uh, now back to London. And I have no idea where I am. Do you, do you literally have, like, the Ross Boyas Tour 2019 t-shirt? Yes, yes, yes. I'm the only one who has that t-shirt. <laughs> uh, thank God. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what time zone I'm in. Or I, I'm sort of getting hungry at four thirty in the morning and things like that. So it's yeah, that's going to really fuck you up. Mm-hmm. It was very good. I met lots of nice people, uh, and I will say uh, sort of shout outs to the Melbourne International Film Festival and Thirty Seven Degrees South, which was amazing uh, to be part of. And also, I just got back from Brussels at the Fusion the Fusion Film Festival, which is a film festival for anyone who doesn't know who take this takes place in uh, London. Uh, Valencia, Belgium, or Brussels, I should say again, uh, and Warsaw. <clears throat> so it's like northeast, southwest in terms of Europe. So uh, yeah, it's great, oh great team there. That's pretty yeah, cool. Really great team. Yeah, really, very good. Very much recommend it to people who are trying to get films made and so forth. Cool. Well, that's good. Um, so with all this travelling around, it meant that we haven't had a podcast for well over a kind of month and a half. Yeah, and so crazy. much has happened. Mm. How I mean, have you been, by the way? I should, I should have said, how have you been? Oh, yeah, same this shit. shit how I am. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Like, same stuff. Um, but the, the, interestingly, though, I mean, so genuinely, so much has happened since you've been away, and not just in terms of the films we've missed. And we're gonna we're gonna talk Hobbs and Shaw today because there's a lot to unpack. Just in... just briefly on that point, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff happening. We now have a new prime minister. Uh, and for anyone wondering, there was never a uh, doubt that it was going to be that Ever. guy. <laughs> Ever. It was really obviously always going to be him. So for anyone who had any doubts, sorry. I mean, I'm not happy, but anyone who thought there was any choice between him and the few other options are out of their mind. It wasn't going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's, do you know what? That's kind of the, 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 the weird thing, that there genuinely was never, ever, ever any... Ex- any kind of other options, but yeah, no, we've got a new prime minister. We also, yeah, that's the kind of that's almost depressing. People who are like annoyed that it's him, that's not what's upsetting. It's upsetting that it was inevitable. Yeah, I mean, bringing politics into our little mm-hmm. film podcast, Ross. <laughs> Just um, a smidge. Yeah, of course. I mean, we're going to talk about Hobbs and Shaw today because uh, yes. there's a lot to talk about there. Um, mm. We're going to do. A Once Upon a Time in Hollywood podcast pretty soon as well. Um, <laughs> and no doubt we'll do a kind of films we've seen because there's been quite a lot. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen loads and loads of movies. Well, one of the best things about being like doing sort of travelling is you get to see a lot of films. 
your time to see a lot of films. So but we'll start the episode like we do every episode, and we'll, we will talk what we've seen most recently. Oh, okay, yeah. So, Ross, what have you seen most recently? Well, again, let's do the, the double of the most recent film I've seen and, like, the film I saw last, if that makes sense. Okay, that's cool. Because it's like, you know, because you can see an old film most recently, couldn't you? Uh... I will tell you both of those in just a moment. <laughs> well, look, oh, why, why are you trying to work actually, the one no, out? No, 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 tell her, tell her, oh, sorry. The very, the very most recent film that I saw, as in the, the film I saw last, most recently, was actually last night at um, uh, the Prince Charles Cinema. I got to see The Game again, <gasps> the, the David Fincher film on the oh, big screen. Wow. I've never I seen th- the big screen. It's utterly brilliant still. Yeah, I it's watched that on the big brilliant. screen. And, I never saw um, it. Well, yeah, no, no, it's fantastic. It's such a good film. Nine, and I still give it nine out of ten. I saw my... my, my the previous review was nine out of ten, and it, yes, it's still nine out of ten. Uh, and then the newest film that I've seen, as in the film that was, we probably do. I just suppose film festivals count because uh, I saw something at Fright Fest that's brand new, but it's not out here yet. That's so, right. You can still talk about that. Oh, okay. Well, then it's just uh, we might want to talk about it at a later date. I saw Ready or Not. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I absolutely loved it. Like I, I, I absolutely like. It might partly be. A percentage of it is going to be the Fright Fest film festival atmosphere because the crowd is so appreciative. So, and we saw it in the Cineworld uh, Leicester Square IMAX, which was amazing. Nice. It's such a great venue. Yeah, it's brilliant. So, I do appreciate that my <clears throat> enthusiasm for the film is at least partly just such a good crowd, but also I'm exhausted. <laughs> but, but actually, that's a good sign because otherwise I'd be put to sleep. So, no, ready or not, I, I saw the trailer in New York like five weeks ago or whatever, and I was really excited about it. I don't know if you know some of the story, though, very, very quickly, because um, I thought it was like a Blumhouse-type film. Yeah. Like, I, I assume because it has that look, and, and, it's, and the trailer was really great and everything. And, and I, again, I don't normally like trailers. Samara Weaving, who's oh, just wonderful. Um, but... Um, no, it turns out it's a Fox film. Okay. And, and but they're sort of adopting somewhat of the Blumhouse model, because if I understand correctly, it's a $6 million movie, which in these days is no money, uh, and, and, and used very, very well. Like, it, if it is that low budget, in terms of the film, I'm, it's very, very, very impressive. It's a very, very good film, and I, I, I hugely recommend it. Nice. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. I, funny enough, I was reading a preview about... Um, uh, a fight fest and that was one of the ones that really kind of stuck out as one of the ones i wanted to see i was so happy because essentially i didn't book any because I, I was worried i was going to miss it because of all the travel um <clears throat> and as i was coming back in on the Eurostar, i was like you got what films were i'm like how am i going to go and see a film after all this travel but it was like by the time i got in it was about three hours after i got in that it was going to be on and i was like fuck it i'm just going to go <laughs> so i put the ticket and I was really pleased that I did. There was something, it was a bit of a mission to see it, which I quite like, kind of thing. Uh, and I, yeah, I really recommend it. I will say, like, it, it may not be for everyone because there's some stuff that happens sort of towards the end of the film without giving any spoilers away, where you might have to sort of say, I'm going to go with this a little bit, like a little bit. Uh, but I really enjoyed it overall, and it's a real ride. And yeah, and it's really funny as well. One of the things I wasn't necessarily expecting was how funny it is. And uh, yeah, I really, I really, really enjoyed it. Nice. Okay. What about so, you? What about you? What, what's your well? The, these this is literally going to be the weirdest two films ever put together in a sentence. <laughs> so the most recent film I've seen, regardless of, of what it is, yeah, was yeah. Dora and the Lost City of Gold. 
can I just quickly say, I, I've seen a trailer for it and I really like the look of it and I've never seen any Dolby Explorer. I, I think the film looked good, like the trailer to me and I know they can be misleading. I genuinely thought it looked really good. It's genuinely quite funny. Right. But, but the trailer really did look fun to me. Like I, it wasn't something, I, I've never seen the, the it's a cartoon, isn't it? I think. Yeah, totally. And, I, and I, I've always said it looks like a very kiddie thing. Um, right or wrong, because I've never seen it. But the trailer looked to me very enjoyable. Yeah, it's surprisingly quite good fun. Um, Again, genuinely something I never thought I'd say. And then the other film I saw, which is the kind of less recent one, um, was uh, an all-time favourite of mine, right the way back to 1987, I think. But um, Tony Scott's Beverly Hills Cop 2. I really like that film. I I, I need to see... I'm, I'm quite curious to see it again, because... I seem to call it more of an action film but an action comedy in the end. If yes. I, I, I might be, I might be wrong. Like it's, a, it's still. I remember it being funny, uh, but I, I remember it being much more of like a stylish action film, much more like where Bad Boys came from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, this is a Style, prototype like Bad Boys, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I do, I do want to see that again. I want, I want to watch the first two again. Actually, I'm quite. I've been hankering back a little bit. Weirdly, I've always favoured Beverly Hills Cop two over Beverly Hills Cop. I, mean, I remember it being a good like a really strong sequel for, for what it was. But I remember like the first one, I think is almost like almost a perfect film. If that makes sense. Yeah. So sort of, there's something about the way, it, the way it all comes together. It's like a perfect film, a perfect movie. Sort of. Weirdly, I've never had the revenance for mm. that film that a lot of people have. Mm. And I, I've never known why, but Beverly Hills Cop 2, obviously, I mean, you, you know me, I'm a, bloody huge Tony Scott fan mm, um, mm. and kind of the fact he followed up Top Gun with Beverly Hills Cop 2 mm. I mean you know two films that I had on VH this was I, I've talked about this before but this is before I realised that Tony Scott was my favourite director at that time yeah you but, just watch movies and then you start to eventually associate who made yeah, it yeah and then you look on your shelf and realise half <laughs> the like three of the movies you have up there are all, all by the same guy yeah no no I, I get that um, but yeah, it, it, it's surprisingly, uh, you know, a few interesting kind of politics and I guess um, kind of modern ethos taken into consideration. But those things aside, it holds up particularly quite well. I remember the whole thing where they go to Billy's bedroom and all the weapons he's got and stuff like that. Yeah. And the, the stuff with Hef at the, the Playboy Mansion is hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Vaguely remember. Um, before we go on to Hobbs and Shaw, just to get yes. your kind of, I would say hot take, but it's about a week old now, the story, but um, kind of broke last week that Marvel will no longer be making Spider-Man movies. Well, it's more that Sony have taken it back. Rather, I don't think Marvel had much of a choice for what I can tell. I might be wrong. I just, I, I, I'll be honest. I think there's lots of arguments about whether something going, no, no, it's going to be really good. I, I'll be honest, I don't see how this improves things. <laughs> I don't see. And also, does, can Spider-Man still appear in the other movies? No. Because that I didn't even check. So literally, Spider-Man can't be in any Marvel movies then. And no one from Marvel movies can be in Spider-Man can be in films. Spider-Man. I don't see how this improves things. Which... Like, I really don't. I mean, if they make good films, good. But are they likely to? I... The very fact that they've taken it back from Marvel makes you wonder 
like I think it was just recently revealed that it was Sony um, Far From Home is Sony's highest growing movie of all sorry highest grossing movie of all time of all time like genuinely of all time which is pretty incredible and as much as they might prize that for themselves I, I know it's an opinion but I think Sony by themselves probably haven't got a clue as opposed to um, Marvel together with them, at least. Like, because obviously there are decisions made on both sides, I'm sure, that hopefully would, you know, have generated these good films. But the idea that Spider-Man can't appear in other Marvel movies, that's not exciting. I, I think for anyone, is it? <laughs> like it's, no, and know. also when you think about it, you know, they've, Sony have made more bad or average Spider-Man movies and good <laughs> Spider-Man yes. movies. Did, did Sony do Venom as well? Oh, okay. In that case, they made more it, bad it, Spider-Man it, movies than good it, Spider-Man or, or movies. No, was it, or was it Fox? It might have been Fox. No, no, it was Sony. I thought, it was Sony. Yeah, you're in tr- they're in trouble. Because <laughs> and they're doing Venom too as well, aren't they? If I remember correctly, with Andy Serkis directing. I know, I know. There's something interesting in that. I'm quite interested in that. But oh dear. Anyway, <laughs> like, uh, like, and on the on Venom, the subject Venom is, of Venom is perfectly Venom is perfectly fine. And that's it. Venom was just fine. So we look. We can look forward to some fine Spider-Man things. <laughs> it's not a good sign. No, it's, it's that's all not. I can say. It's not a good sign. It's not. So, and yeah, I mean, real sense. And, and one has to one has to question the the, the agenda behind it. Yeah, and you think the actual decision making behind it. Who went? Who went? Right, we're not giving it to Marvel, and then everyone else went. Yeah, it's fine. And it's like off the back of Marvel having the biggest movie of all time ever, right? Yeah, with exactly. Spider-Man in it, with the cooperation of Sony, presumably. Yeah, and so so basically, Sony have turned around and said, "Ah, oh, you know, thanks for all the marketing and promotion. We're gonna we're gonna run with it from here." Kind of, yeah. But not realizing that that those characters like Tony Stark and Happy and, and they people all like contribute that. to the success of the film. Yeah. Yeah, so it does anyway, make you wonder. Hmm. On the subject of <laughs> odd decisions, hmm. let's get to Black Superman. Oh, I, oh. Which should have been the subtitle of Hobson Shaw. Oh. Um. <laughs> so, I, oh. We, we have slightly different opinions on this film, right? Do we? Well, slightly. I don't. So it's terrible. Like, it's just it's just it's terrible. I gave it a six it's, out it's of not a six. ten when what I left. Doing? On the justification that I really like the fight scenes. And oh, if it had been half an hour shorter, it would have been really good. And I think I think on it on just on that subject, I think that there is a not awful ninety-five minute film in there somewhere. Agree. Not good. Not even good though. Not even good. Mm, not I just see I disagree. I think So, right, let's Toler- let's tolerable. Tolerable. Let's like, 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 get oh, your absolutely awful. Two three minute review of Hobson Shaw. But where do I start? Like <laughs> the more the more distance I get from it, and I I know I'll end up seeing it again at some point, and I sort of want to see it again at some point, kind of. I like but the, the thing that made me excited about the film was that in the previous Fast and Furious, the stuff between Statham and The Rock was the best stuff. By far. It just was. The prison breakout sequence, the way they were bitching and cooing at each other, 
in, in reality, in that film, they had what? I, I don't know the exact amount of screen time together, but it's debatable whether it was 15 or 20 minutes. I don't think it was even that much in the, in the total sum of the movie, right? Am I about right? They did, um, they did, it, wasn't like, it wasn't like they had tons of time on screen together. I think probably more than you would... I think probably more than that. But not much... Well, it's a team... I'm saying it wasn't always about them. They were, like, part of it. But I'm talking about together. I'm not talking about where they had individual scenes as well. I'm talking about just between them on screen. There's the prison breakout sequence. There's the stuff at the end. And there's other stuff. I know, I know there's other stuff. But I, I, really, I don't know exactly. Uh, let's be generous and say half an hour. Okay. Right, in the whole movie. Like, yeah, the two-hour movie. Because there's a lot of other stuff happening, right? Um... I don't think it was that long. But anyway, regardless of that, it made the film, it was the high point. All of their stuff was the high point of the film. So the idea of spinning it off was a great idea because part, part of the worst thing about those films has been Diesel. Or the most boring part of those films has been Diesel. And he, needs to, be replaced, he needs to be replaced with like Jason Momoa or someone like that soon because he's just not interesting. He's just not interesting. Um, he's, anyway, regardless of that, so I was really excited. Then I found out who was going to direct it, and I was really, really nervous. So and then, it's the guy that, that did John Wick? Well, yeah, well, then that director did Deadpool 2, which wasn't too bad at all. Like It, it made me kind of go, oh, maybe Hobbs and Shaw will be okay then. Like, okay. And it, it's really not. So, like, I, want to, I don't want to just slag it, because there's a lot of work that's going to it. I also know a lot of people who are, like, fight people in it and stuff. And I was really excited about that. And I thought the fight scenes would be kick-ass. Not because of the director, because I really don't think that director, as much as everyone raised about him, can actually do action very well. But that's just my opinion. I just, for whatever reason, I just don't dig that style of action. I've no, you don't. You, you, you really don't to. like that. Yeah, I, I really, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be a contrarian, because I'm really excited that a stunt guy gets to do, you know, a storyteller. I, 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 I try to get behind all that stuff. But those, those John Wick overall, I mean, the third one, at least the fights aren't repetitive and terrible. The third one's, God. in but terms I of action... I thought, the, I thought it, the story was terrible, but the action was not finally not repetitive and really genuinely quite exciting. And Dacascos was excellent and all that stuff, right? So I was only bored by the time we got to the long. last two fights. By that point, I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm done. It could have been half an again, hour shorter than a better film. It's, well, again, it's two out again. I, I, if, if John Wick 3 was like 100 minutes, aside, aside from the story, which is, I don't care, the story is absolutely terrible. Oh, like, I thought it was really terrible, good fun. Absolutely awful. Cutting his own finger, all that sh fuck all that. The stupid thing on the... It was so shit. But the fighting overall was genuinely quite exciting aside from that opening fight with the giant and making a giant kick is a fucking stupid thing to do but but <laughs> overall I really liked the action in it and uh, and, and the cascos was like really genuinely excellent really funny and charming and stuff so anyway more of him please except we can't do that can we um <laughs> the Lawrence Fishburne definitely was terrible anyway but the point is oh fuck I can't even like but just the fighting I just genuinely think the fighting of Hobbs and Shaw is terrible there's good people in it. Like it's boring and, and you can't really see it properly. And it's it's mostly people just being thrown into walls. It's fine. It's just boring. Um, but the car stuff is sort of all right. But if yeah. I saw the, see the stupid elbow on a motorbike sliding under something, you know the thing where he and his bike kind of magnetically join together or something? Oh, what, when he got a Transformer? Time. Absolutely. 
yeah, like the first time I saw that, I was like, that's a really cool idea. But then you just go, well, he's a cyborg. Like, this isn't, I'm, look, these films have, have grown ever more fantastic in terms of, like, stretching reality, which is fine. I've had no problems with how ridiculous the Fast and Furious films have gotten. Like, driving from out of a building into another building, you know, all that stuff. I actually yeah. I love all that stuff. I'm, I'm behind it 100%. I really am, like, as goofy as it gets. But I've also liked the fighting in all of them. Well, from five onwards. And here, I think the fighting was just... Just awful. And the cock-swinging jokes between them for two and a, two hours, 15 minutes isn't funny. Like, it's funny initially. And then they don't, have, they don't make any more jokes. It's all the same joke. And then the bit that made me just scream at the end was they had the fight with, with Super Elba, and <laughs> they, they literally look at each other and say, we're going to have to work together to beat him. Oh, my God, like that. that was terrible. And I'm like, I'm like are you serious? Like, you actually, first of all, you have to say it out loud. And secondly, you're realising that now after. I, I still can't figure out how many days this film is set over. I don't know. Oh, it been the timeline of this. Days. So It could have been 24 hours. I don't know. Vanessa Kirby has something terrible. in it that's going to blow up after 48 hours. Yeah, right, they managed yes. to travel. But it's, it's about a week. It's yeah, about, they managed to travel from like London to America to Russia Samoa. to Samoa. So all that the Russian bit was absolutely awful. The Russian story. Stuff now, this was is, so this is yeah, this is my issue, right? Without that, awful. without that, it's a better film. Undoubtedly. In fact, just making the film shorter. Would be, I'm not joking. There's probably a 95 minute film in there that's enjoyable. It's like a blast. I I walked out the cinema with kind of the emotions of there were moments of that film were really good fun. If yes, you go with it. With I won't disagree with that. There's stuff in there that's enjoyable. But there's some shit. The opening right? is actually the opening, the way you see them both to, like separate lives, that was all good, but like <laughs> that was all you know, the split the split screen thing. That was absolutely fine and really well done. And also the unexpected cameos initially are really good. But I, won't, I don't want to spoil well, we can, <laughs> I think it's out long enough. We can say Ryan okay, Reynolds, so and, Kevin Reynolds Hart, and, right? and Kevin Hart. Their first scenes are really, even though Kevin Hart's one is ridiculous, it's still enjoyable. It's fucking funny. But here's the thing the scenes at the end were absolutely awful. And you know the, the epilogue scene? The epilogue scene with Ryan Reynolds where he's he appears to be shooting some people or something, and then he has a conversation that feels like he literally made up what he was saying. And then they just cut the rock in saying some replies because it's not a conversation. It doesn't go anywhere, like anywhere. And then the safer one doesn't even seem connected to, to like the rock just has another chat with Statham. It's, it doesn't connect. They're they were like awful. And I was genuinely surprised like, at how bad that was. I'm not given like a bad. Yeah. Bad. But the Reynolds one was particularly strange. It was like they just sat around going, what can we say? Because that the, really does feel like that. The, the spoiling Game of Thrones thing, when oh, Game yeah. of Thrones has just been off TV oh, yeah. for it's so months. not good. Yeah, the timing of that is absolutely—that's horseshit, right? Yeah, it's such a specific nonsense thing that would would have just—it was a bit like you remember how scary movies used to do those timely like advert spoofs, and like even at the time there were things that people were like, "What the fuck? This has been off the TV. This doesn't. It's all these things are irrelevant. These are like two years out of date." When the yeah. film came out, and you kind of go, "What are you doing?" And and these are small things, but it it, it goes. I'm sorry, it adds up to the director can't tell stories very well. It really, it really does. And I don't want it. I'm not. I'm not happy saying it. Like I wanted to enjoy the film. 
But Vanessa Kirby, everyone keeps raving about Vanessa Kirby. And I'd forgotten, I don't know about you, I'd forgotten that she was in Mission Impossible Fallout. No, see, I hadn't, and that's why and I was I, really I disappointed. Her. Right, well, I liked her in Fallout. Yeah, I was she was great. I was, cap- I was captivated. By we had a conversation Fallout. about that on right. our podcast about Mission oh, Impossible okay. Fallout, okay. where we were talking yeah. about how we were both just like, where the fuck did she come from? I mean, I don't even remember that, but fair enough. But that's the point. I mean, I've, when I watched, because I watched it again on one of, one of the 78 plane journeys I've taken, <laughs> and she is utterly captivating in it. And the people raving about her in this film, I'm like, what are you talking about? So She's good. She is good. No, she is. There's no denying. But she's not great. Like, the, it's not good enough to be raving about her. So riddle like, me this, Batman. How, how does someone who's English... Yeah. Do the worst English accent since Dick yes. Van Dyke. Yeah, I know. I agree. It comes up. You remember what I was telling you about that, that actress in Hellboy? The American yes. Actress? Oh, my God. I her, saw. Yeah. Her accent, is as, her accent is as bad as that accent. And she's English. And I don't understand why. It's... I don't get it. Also, one of the things I hate about films and TV, I hate, is if the whole scenario where if someone just tells someone something, it would all be sorted out. <laughs> the fact that she she understands she totally knows well she knows Statham for a start and is a brother or whatever and then the, she can tell they're both totally capable I want to help her and she just won't say the one thing that is needed and she hasn't got any other options like for people to help her and it takes so long and it, and you could you could go on about well she's stubborn or fuck all of you it's, it's ridiculous but literally her life it's ridiculous her life and the world. Yes, it depends on it. <laughs> just tell them. Just fuck it. I was like, so just fucking tell them that you've got the thing in you. What the fuck was making me so angry? Yeah, I, yeah. She was her character was particularly frustrating, right? And yeah, I mean, look, there was points she was. It wasn't that she wasn't good. Like she is engaging and, and interesting and all that stuff, but she's just not served well by the film. Her stunt doubles. Okay. Cause... Absolutely true. Absolutely true. <laughs> and she, and by the way, she looks commit like she's fully committed. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to her. Like she's someone to watch for sure. Yeah. You know, it's exciting. But I was just like, when she has a fight with the rock in the alleyway, I was like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like, it's so just like you, who are you trying to kid? Yeah. You, you're like five foot two. He's five, uh, six foot four. <laughs> and t- he's five foot wide. Do you know what I mean? Like, and he's just, five foot wide. It's insane. And 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 there's and I'm not trying again. You, everyone knows my proclivity towards women who can fight, but just stop it. Oh, see, like, no, see <coughs> so my issue is is people in films that can't hold guns properly. Right, of course. There was a moment where, and I think it was Statham, and I was just like, dude, you've held guns in lots of films. Absolutely. Why Why do you look like you've never held a gun before? There were definitely ones. I will say one moment I particularly enjoyed of all moments is um, I love the Italian job joke. But, but pointless? The, the fact that he was in the room. Oh, completely pointless and stupid as fuck. But people will forget that he was in the Italian job remake. So it was just sort of, But that technically like, means Charlie's Theron's character. Right, exactly. <laughs> Where's Edward Norton showing up? Come on. Like, a bored Edward Norton. That's fucking great. It was such a stupid idea, and I laughed so hard, because I was like, does anyone watching this film remember that Statham was in the Italian Job remake? They might remember that a mini is in the Italian Job, 
Does anyone remember that Jason Statham was in one of the most forgettable remakes of all time? Of all time? Yeah. So just what? And, and I laughed so hard. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, can, can I just get to the point of Idris Elba? Go on. The number of, number of people I saw, Idris Elba was the best thing in it. Idris Elba was one of the worst things in it. I'm really sorry. Like, it's he's not a character. The villain is a voice on a wall. The villain of the piece. And I was almost hoping that was going to turn out to be Ryan Reynolds. I was hoping that the voice was going to turn out to be like a, or a central character from Fast and Furious or someone who's coming up. If I missed anything, I, I didn't stay to the end of the credits. Maybe there's a fucking scene at the end of the I don't know. But like, you know, like the, the main villain was just a stupid voice sound wave on a wall. And Elba was just like a glorified henchman who keeps being turned further into a robot. Like, what? And he wasn't particularly good at that. He was just, yeah. just like, it could have been, it just, it just could have been anyone. And also, is it just me or every other scene ended because like, they'd get away from him and it would just end in one of those shots where it pushes him in his face. He's like snarling. And most of the time it looks like he's about to say something and then it just cuts. I was just like, it's just not, it's just not anything. Like it just, it just might as well just be, they might as well have just got a really good actual good fighter to be in that role. Like someone who doesn't have to do a lot of acting quite bluntly. Because it didn't matter. I just, I just think it was a wrong role for him. There's nothing wrong with him being in these movies. It was just, I was like, who gives a shit? It was a bit like, you know how he's the villain in Star Trek 3? Yeah. And, and they show you that, that badge, like that, that, there's one moment where you see his face on screen, so you see, oh, it's Idris Elba. It could have been anyone in the fucking alien makeup. It made <laughs> no difference. Like, That's what I'm getting at. It doesn't, I'm not trying, again, I'm, I'm glad he got a job. He got paid really well, I'm sure, which is fantastic. Good, good on him. But it, it's not, it's not a role. So, can anything. we talk the trailers? Okay, I, I saw one trailer that avoided everything. So. Okay, you did the right cause thing. Because from, from what I heard, from the second trailer onwards, it, it made it just look worse and worse. So maybe that's good. Maybe that no, so my issues with the trailers are completely different. Um, okay. The first couple of trailers didn't have any of the Samoa stuff in. See, that's the one... Okay, I will say one thing. Finishing in Samoa, I don't think they did it well, but I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was a good idea. I loved the woman who played his mum. I loved the boys, like the brothers. And then they just don't get used at all. Like, there, there was something there was some really good... Tech, and I love Cliff Curtis. Fucking hell. I'm a massive Cliff Curtis fan. But apparently, you have to go there, and he's the only person in the world who can fix a machine. A garage mechanic <laughs> can fix the electronic... I don't, I don't it's the, in the whole world he, in the whole world he's the only one who can do it With, I, don't, I don't care about that reality because like, I love him but it, it felt like such an interesting move to go there like I found that so interesting and I love the idea that they were going to do the fight without the guns I thought that was a really that was a cool idea um, but it all becomes so messy you can't see what the fuck is happening you just you just can't see like, for me, any sacrifices they made, because some of them seemed to get killed or certainly wiped out, it didn't make any difference. No, it was... But I loved that idea. It was, it was, it was, it was the only time in the whole film it felt like a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, I sort of agree. Particularly the, um, the absurd chain of vehicles thing, which... Totally. I half, I half liked it and half thought it was terrible. But I kind of half liked it, because I liked that we sort of met them a little bit in each car. 
Like we actually just saw them all a bit more clearly, and I quite like that. And I wish we'd known them, like known them all a little bit before they got stuck in. I really yeah. do because I really liked, I liked the animosity of him going back home. I really did like that. I thought that was fascinating. And yeah. I wish they'd done it halfway through, sort of. The Russia thing was absolutely awful. I mean, Russia yeah, was one of the worst sequences. Female cat bird. I don't know what the fuck they were. They were like cat woman or something. I, it, I couldn't figure that out at all. I, it just seemed like that whole section just didn't need to exist. And Eddie Marsden, fucking hell, what a waste. I know. It was like, it was such a weird... He dies in such a shit way. Like, there's moments where he's kind of interesting. I'd almost forgotten about him. The flamethrower thing was kind of cool. In fact, that set piece is actually quite exciting. Yeah. That whole escape thing. I will say that was quite exciting, except that it was muddled and you couldn't see everything. But some of that was actually really cool. I will say, I will say, to be fair. Um, so, I just. Oh. I mean, I have to say, I walked out thinking it was a six. I'm no. probably on reflection it's a dropping four. It's a four. it to a five. It's a four. I don't four. think it's a four. I like best. I like some of the, I like the apartment fight with Statham. You see, that's a good point. Uh, Daniel Bernhardt was in there somewhere and he was kind of cool. I quite liked it, except I couldn't see it properly. Because all the purple and the blue and all that shit. I liked the I liked what that set piece probably was, but I found it very hard to watch what was happening. Um there's probably something to be said for every set piece, but I just Yeah, uh, other than the fucking escape in Russia, which is just totally pointless. I thought all of it, I thought that whole piece was awful, like all of going there, the awful acting of the girl, like, you know, when they, they walk into some mansion yes. and the girls are doing something and the acting was absolutely atrocious, like, like just sub porn. <laughs> I know I'm being a bit over the top, but it was awful. It, it was awful. It wasn't all of the acting in the movie overall was of at least of a level. Yeah. Like of a level. And these girls, I was like, who's fucking these girls? Uh, you know, Me Too has not gotten very far. Who's fucking these girls? <laughs> yeah, this is this is definitely a pre-Me Too film, isn't it? Oh, it's ridiculous. So because there's nothing to any of there's nothing there's nothing to any of that sequence. So knowing that the Rock and Stath are not in Fast Nine, mm. I'm guessing that makes it. Oh, well, I'm not saying I'm guessing, but it makes it less appealing for me because. Yeah. They were the only no, two things I enjoyed. Well, they were definitely the best part of the eight, like including the action stuff. Everything about their stuff in eight was excellent. It was excellent. All of the action, like 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 the, the prison breakout, that amazing thing on the planet. I know that was just Statham well, with a little bit of Luke uh, Evans. That that secret, that rescue sequence on the plane was absolutely great. Yeah. Like great. Who are we oh. left with? By the oh, way, Helen Mirren. John is in mind, though. Oh, I will say yes. Helen Mirren's bits, excellent, <laughs> excellent. Um, so I'm guessing, I'm guessing nine will be ludicrous. Well, you've got John Cena, which is kind of exciting. Yeah. If Cena. Actually, not properly. Ludicrous. <laughs> Ferron, Vin Diesel. I'm assuming Ferron will become a good guy because they just make all the bad guys good guys. Yeah. Natalie Emmanuel, who I still don't understand why she's still in these films, except that she's sort of hot. Like, I don't understand. There's no sort Michelle, of. Michelle Rodriguez. Say again? There's no sort of. Well, but I mean, like, Katie, but she doesn't do anything in the film. No, she is doesn't she do Because in the last one, there was two hackers. It was her and, um, is it not Ludicrous? Who's the other one? No idea. I know it is Ludicrous. No, it is Ludicrous. Who's a hacker as well. 
yeah, I, I mean, I've literally, I don't remember what's what. Really. Tyrese, Tyrese, Vin Diesel, yeah, I mean, Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, Jordana Brewster and Lucas Black is in it. Hopefully, that could be kind of interesting. But I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I mean, I'm hoping. I mean, it's Justin Lin directing it, so it could be good. You know, like it's. I mean, I'm totally going to see it, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, of course, the the big question is: Will there be justice for harm? <laughs> Never. <laughs> I'm hoping we'll just figure out that he isn't actually dead. He'll just turn up. Oh, he's going to be the bad guy, isn't he? That's behind the shit in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, he'll be a sidekick. Yes. And it will turn out... It'll be the perfect revenge on Statham's character. Yeah. It's the perfect revenge. And it'll turn out that sequence where he dies in whichever fucking film it was is Uh, actually now set five years after Hobbs and Shaw. It's going to get very strange. Yeah. So, Ross... It's great to have you back. Uh, tell our lovely <laughs> listeners where they can find out more this about you. Quite a good, this was quite a good return to form. Fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. And I don't want to hate it. I wanted to enjoy. Can I just say, by the way, I watched Hobson Shaw in uh, a cinema in Auckland called the Event Cinema, which was very good. It's a, cha- it's a chain. I think they're in Australia and New Zealand. Um, I saw it with an audience predominantly of Chinese people, like very heavily Chinese. Audience. I might be the only non-Chinese person in there. And can I just say that they were silent throughout the entire Oh my god, story. I bet that was the best audience ever. It was they were just silent. Like so many of those hammer drops, like in terms of jokes, just were just like, no. And I thought that was great. I was, I was like, it actually helped me. I think it really helped because I was like, yep, this is terrible. <laughs> like it, I think if, if if I'd been in an audience who'd go, yeah, man, that's it, like in a New York audience, I think I'd have lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have lost my mind. So having said that, when I saw The Foreigner in New York, uh, a film that a lot of people were saying was amazing, the New York audience, thank God, heckled the film like crazy. Like, they weren't putting up with it, and I was kind of like, thank God, not just me. I've only only ever seen one film in America, and it was Wild Things, and I saw it in New York. There's and, a lot of wanking going on in that audience. Oh, my God. No, no. What was amazing is every time, like, Neve Campbell kissed Denise Richards mm-hmm. or something like that happened, we literally had a guy sat next to us, and he was shouting out. He was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck. Get, get that pussy. <laughs> it was Great. literally <laughs> the best way to watch that film. Ross, where can people find out about you? Oh, God, if you must, uh, I'm at Ross Boyat for all the social things. Plus, also, please look out for at Evo Films UK, which is Evolutionary Films, uh, and also uh, at Vengeance Film UK, because the sequel is nearly finished. Nearly finished. Well, it would have been finished by now if you hadn't pissed off around the world. No, no. Well, it's just there's some technical things. But it's basically done, it's basically done with, with just literally tweaking a few technical things. And cool. Uh, check out more on the podcast at www.philsquickreview.co.uk. Uh, follow us on Twitter, which is uh, Phil Quick yeah, Review. Uh... Uh, <laughs> and we're on Instagram, Ross and Phil Talk Movies. We'll be back very shortly, very shortly, less than hopefully a week, when we are going to break down, probably quite literally in Ross's case, with the lack of sleep he's had, but we're going to... Are you really going to go and watch this um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood after having virtually no sleep for three weeks? Give me a second. <laughs> Hang on, let me just see. What time is it now? It's quarter past six. No, Ross, it's whatever make... time our podcast audience are listening. Oh, oh sorry. I'm just saying it now. You see, the problem is, right, 
the O2 Cineworld is showing uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, that is, a pro- that is a problem for me. But it is also showing Good Boys, Scary Stories to Tell of the Dark, and Angel Has Fallen. And I would rather watch all three of those. And I mean that in a good way. <laughs> I want to see all three of those rather than watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You can... Because I really don't want to watch it. But I know I need to watch it. You need to watch it. I know. <laughs> Um, spoiler so, alert, I really rate it, but no, I, 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 spoiler alert, I'm worried. I also see why other people hate it. You appear to be in a, and I don't, I don't, this is my thing, I don't like using that. I know I've used it a few times about Hobbs and Shaw. I don't hate Hobbs and Shaw. I just wish it was better. Like, like you and I both know that that film could be so much more enjoyable. Than oh my it. God, it could have been the film with of really the decade. Basic, with re, it, it should have been, like I say, it was my birth, in theory, my birthday movie. It came out on my birthday. And I was like, this is... And after Deadpool 2 not, not sucking, because Deadpool 2 is fine, I was like, oh, maybe. And it was like, it's so... Even just, it's way too long. If nothing yeah. else, it's way too long. If nothing else, it's way too long. Yeah. Anyway, and that is that is partly what makes it suck, like, as opposed to not being too bad. When we watch it at home, I know everyone everyone's tolerance goes up, right? My tolerance goes up, because you can pause, go for a piss, watch the rest of it tomorrow, whatever. But you've got to sit in a cinema and tolerate it. It's ridiculous. Yes. And I am. Is, it, is there an intermission he wants for the time of Hollywood? No. Because he did that in Hateful Eight and that sort of worked. Um, it, it doesn't. It, to me, it genuinely didn't feel 160 minutes long. Oh, God. Please don't say that in time. But it didn't. It genuinely it's didn't feel it. 160 minutes long. I. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about on this one. So we'll be back to talk yeah. about that and lots of other stuff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back after our break. And we will be yeah, back thanks, shortly. Thanks, um, it's been great. It's been great to, to do this again. I've really missed everything. And we've got lots, lots to talk about. Mm. That Once Upon a Time in Hollywood episode is going to be an interesting one. It's going to be three. We have to record it for the same length of time as. as oh, shit. We have to record it at the same length of time as the film. Oh God! I don't think anyone wants that. Um, even if we don't, even if we don't talk for long spaces, just just it. like so, well, fuck. actually, you say that. Ironically, that's not unlike the film. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. See, I'm gonna have to go and fucking watch this now. <laughs> we'll be back. Christ. Bye. 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 Bye.